This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's good. It's a winner at U.S. Bank Stadium. And the Vikings are kings of the north once again. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Wednesday and joining us right now, talk some football as we head to week 16. Ben Brown, pro football focus on the GetMyPhoenix.com. Guest line, the Phoenix, a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Ben, welcome back to the show. So we played Jim with the Vikings call as they win the division. Greatest comeback in, in, in NFL history. What do, we, what do we make of the Vikings now? I mean, you know, I think we all realize they're not as good as their record says, but is regression coming this year? I always wonder this with teams like this, right? Or is it going to be next year? Because I keep waiting for it. And I thought, I think everyone thought, oh, they're down 33 nothing. See, they're frauds. And then they win again. Ben, what do you make of the Vikings as they continue to kind of defy the odds and win most games despite not being that impressive? Yeah, I might uh, I might be going against like my my character flaws or something like that, but I'm I'm probably more optimistic heading out of week 15 than I was heading into week 15. I think the way in which they not only got down is probably, you know, very unsustainable with the punt, punt block, you know, touchdown, you know, in some ways the pick six from Kirk Cousins should maybe be expected at certain points in time, but the ability to kind of come back from that, actually get some defensive stops against a team that wasn't very good uh, and, and get all the way back through passing the football. Like, I think there is some sustainability to, to them actually being good offensively. And I think, you know, at their low, they are very bad from a secondary perspective, but they do have, I would say, guys along the edge that can generate pressure and can, in some situations, I would say, uh, you know, make up for what is a really lackluster secondary. So although they're very much not the, you know, the top or, or the best of the best in the NFC, like, uh, I think all these teams kind of have their warts. So it's very possible that they could at least win and string together a couple solid playoff games and maybe get to that NFC championship game. Does Pat Mahomes deserve to be a minus 300 favorite for the MVP? Um, I mean, the the thing obviously is, you know, the Jalen Hurts injury, and I know people don't want, you know, the injury situation now to kind of play a role in this, but uh, I think in some ways we are going to find out how valuable Jalen Hurts actually is to this Philadelphia Eagles offense, right? Like, you know, if Gardner Minshew kind of steps in and provides – you know, a, a lot of the same things that Jalen Hurts is kind of capable of, at least, as, you know, from a production standpoint and moving the football. Obviously, the offense is going to have to have, you know, a, a few different looks from a running perspective. But I, I think if they get, you know, part or, you know, 75 to 80 percent of the way there, that's probably a case that, you know, Jalen Hurts does have the strongest team in football around him. And, and a lot of the success 
should definitely be, you know, uh, you know, his responsibility, but there's also a lot to be spread around. And I think that, you know, with his injury and if he doesn't play and the Eagles still play well, uh, I think that just makes a strong case for, you know, Nick Sirianni to be the runner, the runaway favorite, I would say, as the coach of the year um, from yeah. that perspective. But uh, outside of that, you know, Patrick Mahomes, uh, there's there's nobody like him. I think he probably does deserve to be MVP. And the only reason he might not get there at the end is, you know, some sort of voter fatigue or something else where there's, you know, uh, his greatness is probably just, you know, uh, neglected a little bit because people don't want to buy into him that much or, so often. Or the Bengals went out, right? Or the Bengals if went the out. One? I mean, that's... <laughs> Yeah, I think, honestly, like, then that's kind of the discussion right now, right, is, uh, you know, outside of Patrick Mahomes, I think from a passing perspective and, and where we're seeing, like, you know, PFF grades and all these other metrics we look at, like, Joe Burrow's not very far behind Patrick Mahomes and, and has dealt with a lot of injuries at the wide receiver position and probably hasn't had, you know, the studs in place at the skill positions uh, to the point where everyone kind of, you know, expects those guys to kind of elevate him. So it has been a, a lot of Joe Burrow. And I think if you remove him from that offense – uh, like they're, they're, they're nowhere close to where they are, but I don't even think they're even close to like being a playoff contender at this point in time. And I think that's kind of how I, you know, evaluate, you know, the most valuable player in the NFL at this point. So I think if you're betting it, uh, I don't hate, you know, going in the Joel Burrow direction at this point. Well, speaking of PFF grades and metrics that you guys look at, how do you uh, rate this 49ers team and Brock Purdy? I mean, they've won, you know, seven in a row, one of the best defenses, second in opponents' yards per play, one of the best pass rushers in Nick Bosa. I mean, still, it, it's only a couple games for Brock Purdy, but, I mean, can this Niners team be trusted? Where are you at with them? Yeah, I, I mean, defensively, I think they can definitely be trusted. Like you said, Nick Bosa, one of the best edge defenders in football. You know, the thing that kind of surprised me is Traverius Ward uh, has generated like the third most war from PFF's uh, kind of metric system. So he's been really good, you know, a, as a coverage cornerback that I think has almost been a little bit overshadowed. But overall, from, you know, top to bottom, I think they are the best defense of football. And that does mask a, a lot of things. But my concern with Brock Purdy is we, we've saw, you know, maybe one really poor throw, but uh, I think if you kind of look back at his college career, like he has been known to kind of make one or two really poor decisions. And I think matching up against teams that I think are probably very much on the same tier as them and, you know, the Dallas Cowboys or the Philadelphia Eagles in the playoffs, like one or two of those plays is very much going to swing that game. And I very much think he's capable of that. So right now I can buy into Brock Purdy, but uh, I think they're very much going to be a fade for me come playoff time. Ben, let's talk about the market reaction to Hertz likely not playing on Saturday. Not a definite, and him and Sirianni both yesterday kind of left that door open. But, I, you know, he's probably not going to play in this game if the Eagles are cautious. Um, so the Eagles, as late as early as Sunday night, the game reopened, Eagles minus one and a half. We got on to do the show Monday before any injury news broke. It flipped, right? It was Cowboys minus one and a half. I didn't think much of it. Then we got up to six, Cowboys is the favorite. Back to four and a half now. What do you think? Like the drop off hurts to Minshew this spot, third straight road game for the Eagles. Obviously, that's part of it, too. What do you think about the line movement? And, and where would you sit? How much of a difference do you think there will be hurts to Minshew with the Eagles? Yeah, so I would I think we have hurt or we have Jalen Hurts basically as like, you know, five to five and a half points better uh, than, than like an average quarterback against the spread. I think Minshew, you know, especially in this offense and the fact that Minshew is like not going to be able to provide a lot with his legs and we are going to have to see, you know, a, a lot more running situations with Miles Sanders only, or, you know, or, or, or kind of attacking it through the passing game. Like I do think we're going to see or need to see a pretty big shift in how the Eagles, 
you know, function offensively. And I think that's got to be, you know, the main concern, at least as far as a dropout with drop off with Gardner Minshew, because he has been shown to at least be, you know, a worthwhile plug and play starting quarterback in the right system, but kind of remaking that, you know, in one week, especially with him, you know, not at practice for, uh, you know, a day or two as well. I think it's really concerning. So I, I would expect this number to move, you know, back up through six, up to six and a half and even seven. If we do end up getting the Gardner Minshew news, it seems like, you know, some of the resistance from six was obviously a little bit of optimism from Nick Sirianni, but uh, kind of like you said, like I, I don't see a really strong need for the Eagles to kind of press Hurts uh, and play him in this sort of situation. Mm-hmm. And I think if they are going to take the long-term approach uh, and view, uh, this is very much a spot to, I would say, try and get him healthy. And if that, you know, is, you know, uh, turns out to be like a loss against a division opponent, uh, you know, so be it. Because I still very much think they have, you know, the capabilities to get that number one seed. And I think that's got to be the long-term goal along with the health factor. So I would be, you know, pretty surprised to see Jalen Hurts in this spot. And I very much think once we get that news, uh, we're going to see a spread closer to six and a half or seven for the Cowboys. Thursday night football, Trevor Lawrence just tearing up the league, going up against Zach Wilson. Uh, what do we think about the Jags and the Jets tomorrow? Yeah, I'm. I I think this one kind of has some you know weird injury news as well. I would obviously be all over the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I do think the loss of Cam Robinson is going to be you know pretty detrimental to what they've been trying to do offensively, especially against the Jets. You know, uh, front four that has like the you know fourth best pressure rate in football so far. So. I think this is a spot where the Jets could very much win this game from their defensive, you know, from their defensive unit alone. If as long as you know they do get Zach Wilson to kind of minimize some of those really bad throws in certain situations, but uh, I don't really feel you know a strong lean to bet the Jets Jets right now. So uh, it might take a quite a bit of you know Trevor Lawrence brilliance, and, and it might have to do quite a bit with you know some quick passing attacks against a very good you know uh, Jets secondary, but. Uh, I think we're going to see them win enough matches where the Jaguars probably end up uh, winning this game, but uh, I expect it to be low scoring. I expect it to be somewhat sloppy, and I expect probably a turnover uh, to really be the key differential in this game. Well, some of the props are already up. Is there anything you would have your eye on for Thursday night football prop-wise? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's uh... I, I do no. think, I mean, I, I think like Trevor Lawrence, you know, obviously he's been able to make every throw on the football field, but he's also hasn't really graded poorly or had really of those bad throws. So him to go under 0.5 interceptions plus price, I know the pressure situation is mm. obviously going to be impactful, but I think he's probably going to try and circumvent that more with his legs than trying to make some sort of air pass or anything like that. So him to go under 0.5 interceptions, uh, I, I don't mind um, you know, Sauce Gardner has been like the best cornerback in football. And I think it's kind of not even close at this point in time. So uh, whether he shadows or not, I do think it's probably going to be on a guy like Zay Jones right now. So him to go under 51 and a half, uh, you know, receiving yards mm-hmm. as well, uh, especially with him kind of being, you know, in some ways that, you know, uh, middle third to uh, deeper option for this passing attack. Uh, I just don't think they're going to have the luxury of throwing it deep in this particular matchup. So Zay, Zay Jones under 51.5 receiving yards as well, uh, I think makes a lot of sense. But I'd be curious what you guys are on because I'm definitely looking for some options. If there's any, you know, if there's anything on overs as well, I feel like there's nothing that I can really get uh, get behind in this game that I expect to be, you know, pretty close to the 37 and a half point total. Yeah, well, especially if it's it's uh, Wilson starting, right? Mike White out. It's that that total feels on a short week with with a good Jets defense. It feels like it's an under game. Um, speaking of totals, Ben, we got I got to ask mm-hmm. you this: 
How low is too low in an NFL game? I know weather is going to be, you know, impacting games all across the league this weekend, freezing temperatures. But we're sitting at 32 and a half in the Saints and the Browns. That is a, I mean, it's Army-Navy kind of numbers here. Man, what do you think? How low is too low here? That is too low, I would say. I'm going to be on the over in this one. I might not lock it in until closer to game time. I know weather is going to be impactful, but these are actually, you know, I would say two run offenses that I can definitely get behind. It's going to be one in the trenches, but I think that could also tilt the tilt the scale uh, a little bit in the offense's direction. So uh, one or two big Nick Chubb runs, I would say, uh, we're going to easily get over this number. So I think 32 is definitely uh, the line in the sand. I think you could almost blindly bet that. On the over, as long as we don't get, you know, it as bad as the Buffalo New England game last year. I think we're probably going to end up going over uh, over this total on Saturday. What What about another uh, very low total? And it looks like weather could impact things uh, near me here in Chicago. So you've got Josh Allen going up against Justin Fields. You have the worst defense in the Bears on the field, and the total is forty. Josh Allen's going for the MVP at four touchdowns on right. Saturday night. We thought weather was going to be a factor there. Ended up not being until the very end of the game is 40 too low for these two quarterbacks yes i would i also think it is and i and i think you know kind of going back to the other handicap like two of the best running quarterbacks in football right and i think that when they have the mm-hmm. ball in their hands even if weather's kind of a concern like tackling them is probably also going to be more difficult uh if there is some snowy conditions and those sorts of things so unless it's kind of you know, heavy impact from a win perspective. Uh, I think we're going to see these two teams move the football enough as well. And we could see, you know, a few random fluky plays, you know, come through in the special teams game as well, maybe create some quick uh, quick touchdown opportunities as well. So I'm, I'm on over 40 and a half here. And I do think, kind of like you said, uh, we see Buffalo keep pressing here. And I think that might be the reason why uh, this game easily probably sails over once again. What's one of your favorite underdog plays for the weekend? That is, uh, I, I don't <laughs> mind. I, I, I know, I know, I you know, I, I, I don't mind the Seattle Seahawks. I, I've not been on the <laughs> Panthers bandwagon whatsoever. I think the Steelers was one of my biggest spots. Um, last week was one of my biggest spots of the season, thankfully, which came through. Uh, I didn't think the drop-off from, you know, Pickett to Mitchell Trubisky was going to be all that great. So them as a dog against the Panthers team that, I don't think it's all that good um, was there, but this week, I don't know. I can't lay anything with uh, Kansas city at anything more than like, you know, a three point spread at this point in time. So them, you know, plus nine and a half Seattle very much has to win to stay alive. I know there's not, you know, Tyler Lockett's going to be out, but uh, I think offensively they can move the ball through DK Metcalf. Sounds like Kenneth Walker is going to be back in the fold. So plus nine and a half, uh, I think, you know, the, the the money line basically, you know, plus 350, plus 355. Uh, I don't mind Seattle this week, and I'm going back to the wagon one more time. Hopefully hopefully it's not too painful, but uh, I think they can keep it close enough to where they're, you know, they have a shot to maybe win this game outright at the end. The money line just went down right as you were talking, too. So someone's listening. It's now someone's plus 340. <laughs> We always say on this show, we move the books here, Ben. This is what we do. We move the books live as we do the show. Ben, appreciate you hopping on. Uh, Thank you as always. Have a great week here. Ben Brown, pro football focus on the GetMyPhoenix.com. Guest on the Phoenix, a revolutionary technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. We got a lot more to dive into on the show. We'll get into tonight's NBA cards and futures here. 
And then in about 20 minutes, Michael Beller, the executive producer of the Athletic Football Show, will join us. We'll talk to him about NFL Week 16 as we head towards a big game tomorrow night and line movement, of course, across the league with injuries and injury news coming in. That's coming up. Joe O, Joe Giernox, Becky Daily, right here on the Becky Network.